you're listening to This Is Not Your Practice Life. I'm Macy Renee. I'm a certified life and emotional intelligence coach. If you really want to step into your highest self, there are a few non-negotiables you're going to have to learn, and I am just the person to help you do it. No matter your past, I'm here to help you create a more fulfilling future. So stick around with me. Not only will I teach you how to navigate your brain's daily mind drama, but I'll help you actually understand your mind, your emotions, why you do the things you do, and why others do the things they do. Most importantly, I'll help you build the self-awareness skills to create whatever results you want. It's never too late to change the trajectory of your life. After all, this is not your practice life. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of This Is Not Your Practice Life. I'm so excited. So if you're brand new here, the podcast was formerly Becoming Your Highest Self and now it is called This Is Not Your Practice Life. And if anybody is confused as to why there was a need for change a few episodes back, there is an episode dedicated specifically to fill you in. So I'm just so excited to have you here. I'm excited for the change. And today I want to dive into a topic that has been coming up a lot. And it's really about our annoyances with other people. And there's a concept that I teach about the mirror effect. And I don't know that I've talked about it on the podcast, but it feels like it's time because this keeps coming up. (laughs) So we're going to talk about it. So oftentimes, and I'm just going to go right into the meat of it. Let me ask you this first. Let me, let me reverse a little bit. Have you ever been around someone, whether it's a family member, a friend, a complete stranger, a coworker, someone you're in a relationship with, And something about them sets you off. It drives you crazy. They have some sort of personality trait or quirk or habit or something that will make you feel absolutely crazy. You cannot stand this quality within this person. (laughs) Sometimes you can't always put your finger on what it is. Sometimes you can and it's super, super clear. But regardless of what it is, you just know that it drives you absolutely crazy. So let's talk about this, okay? Now, several episodes back, probably earlier on in the podcast, I have an episode about our manuals. And our manuals are really just the invisible rule books that live inside of our brain where we have rules on how we like to operate, how we like our life to be, you know, the behaviors, the thoughts, the feelings, all of the things that are appropriate versus not appropriate according to our own brain. And so it's our manual and everybody's manuals look different in life. So when you come across another person whose manual is different than yours, that's sometimes where the tension can happen. So going back to this concept that I teach of the mirror effect and what I have found over years and years of not only getting coached myself as a client, but also coaching 
tons and tons and tons of clients at this point in the last four years, I want to tell you that whatever is driving you crazy about someone else, you want to practice the self-awareness skills to figure out what exactly they're mirroring to you. The reason being is that a lot of times when this comes up, when you're annoyed with someone, they're mirroring to you a quality that you may have that you don't realize that you have, a thought that you're thinking that you don't realize you're thinking, a feeling that you're feeling that you don't realize you're feeling. So notice the key words I'm saying here is that you don't notice. It's very much subconscious. It's probably something you do very subtly. Maybe sometimes it's even like really in your face, but you don't see it because it's so much easier to see other people's flaws and to pick out other people's flaws and not see those same flaws within ourselves. Or if we if we do recognize it, we have this way our brain justifies like, well, I might do that, but it's not as bad. So I'm going to give you an example of this, a very, very sneaky example. And I think I've shared this example in a different way, um, in a different context for a different podcast episode, but I'm going to share with you the way that this has shown up for me in the past. So if you were to ask me one of my biggest pet peeves that I cannot stand in another individual, it's when they lie. Like if someone who is a liar or someone who lies, whether it's little or big, I cannot stand when someone lies. So when someone comes into my life and I find out that they've lied or have been lying or are caught actively in a lie, I really have a hard time with them. Like I don't trust them. I don't want them involved in my life. Now in the past, pre-coaching, pre-doing you know, doing any kind of self-awareness work, emotional intelligence work, my natural response was to just cut them off, you know, not talk to them about it, not communicate, like basically just ghost them, not even express my frustrations or anything like that because I was a people pleaser. I didn't want to argue with anyone. I just wanted anybody that felt toxic to get out of my life. And so I thought all the time, I can't stand the, I can't stand a liar. I don't want to be around liars. Now, when I learned about self-awareness work and how oftentimes, you know, the things that bother us about other people are sometimes something that we have in ourselves, it really, it really bothered me. And my brain, my brain tried to find all of the evidence that it wasn't true because for the qualities in people that would drive me crazy or what I would consider the worst qualities and other people, I didn't for a second want to believe that I could even have a, a minuscule, tiny little piece of that quality. But when I started getting really honest with myself about why certain things bothered me so bad, I was able to start finding sneaky little pieces of evidence. Now, it may sound bad if you're able to find little ways that somebody else's, you know, quote unquote, toxic qualities or bad qualities, or however you want to describe them, if you find them within you, it may feel really bad. But I want to encourage you that doing this work only helps you find more of your power 
and then create the shifts to actually change it because it will help you realize who you want your highest self to be and if you're operating from your highest self in that way. So for example, let's say that I am very annoyed by a certain individual in my family who lies, okay? The last thing that I want to think about myself is that I lie. Because if you were to ask me directly, like, Macy, are you a liar? I would say no. So I remember, and I actually have done a podcast episode on this called Little White Lies. I can't remember. It's one of the earlier episodes as well. But I remember a coaching session with my coach, and she was giving the example of, you know, if if you were asked to, like, if you were sitting in a room of people, And someone went around the room and said, are you a liar? Are you a liar? Are you a liar? To each individual person. Most people would say no. Okay. But then she encouraged us to think about any time we've told even a teeny tiny little itsy bitsy lie. For for any reason at all. Like any kind of tiny little lie. And immediately my subconscious kicked in. And I thought about all the times that I was in college. So if I have any of my grad school friends that listen to the podcast, many of them will know. But I was totally horrible at deciding when I had 10 minutes to get to class. Like if Starbucks goes really, really fast, I can get through the line in like four to five minutes. And I knew that my drive time was only about five minutes from the Starbucks, maybe seven. So a lot of times, if I had about 12 to 13 minutes, I would stop at Starbucks because it felt like a desperate, it felt like a very desperate thing when you're in grad school and you're exhausted and you also have like the weight of the world on your shoulders from personal matters. So that iced coffee really felt like it was a necessity before school every single morning. But oftentimes I would cut it close and many times I would be late because I stopped for the Starbucks rather than going straight to class. And there's a few other of my other grad school friends who would do this as well. And a lot of times we'd roll in around the same time, but we would be like five to 10 minutes late for class by the time you parked and all of that stuff. And when the professor would give that look of like, why are you late? Or why are you late again? My little self really liked saying there was bad traffic, (laughs) which was not true. There was actually no traffic on the road. There was traffic in the Starbucks line that I decided to go to rather than get to class on time. And so I would do the walk of shame And it's so funny because they can see the Starbucks. They're not stupid. Like they know, they obviously know she probably made a coffee stop. And yet my brain would would offer to me, it was just easier to say, you know, I'm late because there was traffic. Not, I'm late because I decided to go to Starbucks and get a drink instead of coming straight to class. And I talk about on the previous episode of Little White Lies that the reason why people lie is because it, like, if you're telling the truth, it requires vulnerability. And vulnerability requires being seen no matter what someone else's emotional response may be. 
And if we don't know how to hold space for our own emotions, then oftentimes we can't hold space for other people's emotions. And so therefore, if we anticipate feeling bad or we anticipate that they're going to feel a certain negative emotion, that will then in turn make us feel a negative emotion because we're not managing our mind, then oftentimes we will tell a lie instead of being vulnerable and sitting in our truth and the discomfort of sitting in our truth. So all of that to say is that when people would lie and I would immediately want to cut them out of my life or I would be irritated with them or I would have judgment towards them, instead of just leaving it at that, what I learned that is very powerful in continuing to heal my own traits that I don't necessarily love was trying to understand why why I was so frustrated with someone else's behavior. Like what could they possibly be mirroring to me or that something that's within me that I am not noticing. And so yes, you may have someone in your life that tells big lies that are awful. But before you say, I hate it because they, you know, they tell big lies and I'm not a liar. What I want you to ask yourself for this specific example is when have I ever told a lie, even if it's a tiny little one? So I might be irritated with someone in my life that it, I consider a liar, but the, the weight of which it triggers me is often something that can be very beneficial for me to look at. So I will first turn inward and say, have I lied about something, even if it's really small? And if you're honest with yourself, you can often find a way in which you do it, even if it's at a microscopic level. But the overarching point of this is that even if it is at a microscopic level, finding compassion in that this other person's flaw that I see, quote unquote flaw that I see, is also a flaw that is being mirrored to me. And it's being mirrored to me because I have the opportunity to see it and decide if I like it or I don't. And if I don't like it and it doesn't match my highest self and who I want to be, by seeing it, I have the opportunity to change it. Does that make sense? So anytime I find myself irritated with people, before I just get into a downward spiral of drama and they, 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 and like blame, I always try to ask myself like, what is this trying to teach me? What if I looked at this as a mirror showing me something that's within me, even if it's at a microscopic level or even if it's in a different way so that I can learn how to further step into the highest self version of me that I desire to be. So if liars annoy me and I don't want to be a liar, I have to understand the little ways even in which way I do it. Even if it's not like a big, a big quote unquote big deal, right? It's still like, I don't want the trait of being a liar. So I remember whenever, you know, my coach was saying this, you know, if you were sitting in a circle and someone said, are you a liar? Are you a liar? I remember thinking in that moment, I would want to say, I'm truly not a liar. I tell the truth. But in order to say that from an honest standpoint, I also have to be honest about the fact that if I have little sneaky subconscious patterns like lying about 
the reason that I'm late, that's still being a liar. Sure, it's not maybe at the at the you know maximum capacity of someone else that gets on my nerves, but it's still a quality that's living in me. And if I don't want to have that quality, I have to recognize it in order to change it. And so from that point forward, I really got to work on I don't want to be a liar. So now what's interesting is anytime I am in a vulnerable state and I feel the need to like, you know, change the story a little bit or leave something out, what I do is I notice it and I remind myself I don't want to be a liar. So what feeling am I trying to avoid by telling the truth? And then I work really hard on creating safety within my body to tell the truth no matter what someone else's reaction may be. And that helps me, you know, get out of the patterns that I don't like that maybe someone has mirrored to me in the past. So a lot of times I see this, you know, within my clients, like they'll be frustrated with a family member because they'll be like, this family member is so blunt and just says whatever they think. And, you know, I want them to be this way, but they're not being that way. And I encourage them. I'm like, okay. Has there ever been a time where you feel like you're blunt or you just say the things or you speak without thinking or you offer an opinion without, you know, someone asking you for it? Like, where can you find examples where you do this? Because I guarantee you that in some way, shape or form, you have this little subconscious pattern within yourself or this trait within yourself and that's why it irritates you so much because it's very hard to see it within ourself, but so easy to see it in another person. So even like whenever I'm irritated for whatever reason by something my husband says or does, I'll be like, God, that is so frustrating. Why does he do that? And then because I've been doing this work for so long and I, you know, I can fairly sit with myself pretty quickly and figure it out almost always I will see ways in which I do the same thing and it might not even be towards him it might be to like my sisters right (laughs) or or you know someone else in my life and I'm like oh my god I'm getting annoyed that he does that to me and yet I do that in some form or fashion to someone else like gosh why do I do that and again that awareness just helps you figure out like do I like this do I not what is this trying to show me? And if I'm being honest, like, do I want to keep it? And can I offer compassion for maybe this person I'm judging for this specific trait or quality and realize that in our humanness, like I have maybe a pattern of that too. It's not exactly the same. It may show up differently, but in some way, shape or form, they're mirroring to me a quality trait, a thought, a feeling that I have also had or am having and I don't like it and I don't want to see it. So I just encourage you to do this work because, you know, I think it's very human that we become annoyed with other people or, you know, sometimes we feel like we need to abandon certain people in our life because it's it's really easy for our brain to go, they're toxic, I can't stand this thing about them, I don't like it, I don't want to be around them. But if we are willing to explore it a little bit, 
sometimes we do the same thing or sometimes we have a a quality that's very similar but we do it in a completely different context or or a fashion and so I just want to encourage you to look for areas of this in your life the next time it comes up and if you're a current client of mine it's something we can certainly coach through and if you're interested in figuring out you know, more about this, you can always reach out and do a 60 minute consult and we can talk about, you know, ways that I can support you if you're wanting to dive further into this work. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you enjoy the new name. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for your unending support and love. And I just, I'm just so grateful and thankful and blessed. So I will see you guys next week. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of This Is Not Your Practice Life podcast. If you'd like to connect on social media, you can find me at Macy Renee Coaching on both Instagram and Facebook. And if you'd like more information about how I can further support you in your coaching journey, visit MacyRenee.com. That's M-A-C-I-E-R-E-N-A-E dot com. You can schedule a free 60 minute consult and we can talk about ways to help you implement the work you're learning on the podcast. I'll talk to you guys next week.